0: Welcome to the Mission Advancement Podcast, where we attempt to address the stigmas around nonprofit fundraising through the lens of the power of relationships. Your mission is worth advancing, and we're here to help you fund your mission for good. Welcome back to the Mission Advancement Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I'm Lacey Young, and I'm joined here with Angel DeLeon.
1: Hi, Lacey. How are you today? I'm
0: good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, but I will say... We are recording in Texas today. It is hot.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's miserable.
1: Yeah. It's so hot. If you're listening, we hope that you're in cooler places. Absolutely. For sure.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us today, guys. We're going to be talking about building a culture of philanthropy. Um, To be honest, we could do a whole podcast series on just this topic. A series. You're right. Because building a culture, first of all, that takes a lot of effort, right? Building a culture, shifting a culture. But having it be based in philanthropy takes, it's a lot, right? So um, I'll start us off with something kind of cheesy, but like the definition of culture is the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or social group.
1: Wow, I'm impressed.
0: Right? Yes, I did know this off the top of my head. Um, But after a like Google, um, what does that look like when we're talking about? You know, nonprofits. I mean, I know we've both worked at a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Culture's big, yeah. And culture might mean the people. It might mean the environment. Um, it might mean the habits of, of what goes on, or the maybe tradition or history. That's right. Like, what have you seen in some cultures that have either either been like this is great or this is really not good?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm. I love that you started with that definition. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. Because culture is so important. And I heard somewhere, and, and I'm stealing this from someone, and it's not original to me, but the, the definition they gave was something like, it's a set of beliefs that are practiced across the organization, mm-hmm. and they're celebrated by everyone.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: And Ooh, We're going to
0: get into that later.
1: Yeah, and when you think about philanthropy and in the world of nonprofit fundraising, that becomes such an important topic because so often... In the development world, if we're looking at fundraising specifically, we get so absorbed with the thing, mm. the act of fundraising, that we forget the why. Right. And the why is we have missions that we serve that really matter mm-hmm. and really make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's the shiny object. Yeah. That's the thing that ought to be the focus of attention. Yeah. And so often that takes a second, a back seat, if you would, to the event itself. We're not anti-event. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. We've, we've talked a lot about this, and we will in the future. Yeah. We're not against events. Events matter. But the event should always highlight the mission. Mm, mm-hmm. And so it really starts with being mission-centric right. in everything that we do, even the way we talk about the organizations that our clients serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that it involves engaged donors. Mm. You know, The best donors in the world are the donors... That don't just write you a check. It's the donors that ask you, "How can I help you? Yeah. How can I be part of helping you tell the story in a new and engaging way?" And often they're the wonderful they're wonderful people to do that because they already believe in it. They're already right. investors in the mission.
0: Yeah.
1: How well are we thinking?
0: Oh yeah. You
1: know, and again, I'm putting it's ourselves huge. in the role of a practitioner. Mm-hmm. But thanking our donors is just as important. In fact, I'd say probably more so. I agree. Than asking. Because that's where the stewardship happens. Yeah. That's where we're constantly reminding them of the value of their investment, the importance of their engagement. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important part of building a culture of philanthropy yeah. is being really good at saying thank you and saying it often.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: it. and then how do we bring them in? how do we bring our donors in and help them be a part of telling that story with us? Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways that we can do this, yeah. but one of the threads, and we talk a lot about this is in the thread that kind of weaves its way through all of those things is relationships. Of
0: course. I mean, we're what a couple minutes into the podcast of and we're course. already talking about relationships exactly. because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, I think when I think of culture at an organization and specifically a nonprofit, you know, Usually a nonprofit culture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you're doing good work, right? You've got a, a common goal, a shared vision, right? Right, And so people know that if they do X, they will get Y and it will help Z, mm-hmm. right? And so if that's a shared goal, usually people are excited about it. But I also know that there are some cultures where people are just there for a paycheck. They're just working. Right. They don't really care about the mission. And it's really not something they're jazzed about. Mm-hmm. And that you can tell. Right, you right can away. tell, and and you see that in not just the relationship with their donors, relationships with each other. Exactly. Right. If you don't get along with your head of school, if you don't get along with your board, or there's not um, a culture of a relationship that is reciprocal, mm-hmm. I think that's where we can see maybe culture that's maybe a little bit negative. Right. I think the biggest thing, you know. We talk a lot about what does it mean to be relational? How do you how do you get to be relational? Because the goal at the end of the day is going to be to be what we call transformational. Yes. Right? And that starts out with transaction. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned it before when when someone writes a check to you, you don't just thank them and walk away, right? right? If you did that, that's kind of a transaction. Same on the donor end, exactly. right? Exactly. If I mail you a check, which who mails a check? Let me take that back. That's hysterical. If I text the number, right, that your organization sends out and I give you $10. And you'd send a text back that says, thanks. And that's all you ever say to me? Mm -hmm. First of all, that's not very philanthropic, but also it's very transactional.
1: Right. There's no relationship there.
0: But what if after that, you found out who I was and you thanked me in a different way and then you asked me to come to something or see how my gift would made an things like that, right? So we always want to take someone on that journey from transactional to transformational. And the way to get there is the relationship. That's it. I think sometimes we think we can jump from A to Z that quickly.
1: You can't. You can't. You can't can't shortcut the process. you really can't. Not not when it, because it's so relationship heavy. Right. I remember uh, when I was development director at a school, one of the things that we did, which was an eye opener for me, was we had a donor that helped fund something that directly impacted those kids. Mm -hmm. And the first time that that was rolled out, we invited him to come see Uh how the kids were experiencing what he helped fund. And it was a wonderful moment for him as a donor, as a grandfather mm-hmm. who invested in that. I love that. To see what he was able to do and the joy in those kids' eyes mm-hmm. as they experienced what he helped fund. Yeah. That, again, is where you take someone from a transactional gift where they maybe mail you a check mm-hmm. to someone that says, I want to do that again. Right. That felt so good. Yeah. And you help them see the value.
0: Right. And I think, you know again, when we think back to What? Why are people giving in the first place? They're Mm -hmm. giving to something that they care about, and they're giving to people who ask them in a way that makes them feel like they are making a difference. There's a difference if you, you know, there's a reason why not everyone gives to every single organization, right? They give to organizations where they have a connection with someone, where they have that relationship. That's right. And if an organization's culture is transactional, and it's let's put out appeal letters, let's do a bunch of text message giving, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Let me get, you know. Don't hear that. They all have their place. They have their place, but if that's all you're doing, think about it, let's flip it on the other side. If you're the donor and you only ever get a text message that says thank you so much, mm-hmm. and nothing else, are you maybe gonna give to them again? Maybe, yeah. but maybe not. Correct. But if the if we look at the relationship and we look at the fact that if if someone who is a valued member of your community, you're mm-hmm. an organization, say they're a volunteer or a donor, and you just you're just like, they did it last year. They'll do it again this year. Right. They volunteer every time. They'll come again. And you take it for granted.
1: Don't Terrible mistake.
0: Feel that, right? That's right. So what you want to do is say, okay, this person is giving of their personal resources to something mm-hmm. they clearly care about. So if you're telling them the story that they're a part of, and then they see that they're a part of it, they're going to maybe want to support it more, exactly. right? I mean, I think that when you look at culture at any type of organization, be it a for-profit or a non-profit, it can go bad really quickly, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because of the attitudes of the people. That's right. And I think that if we're talking about what's the attitude of development and fundraising, um, it's about, like I said, it's the greater good. It's fulfilling a mission. It's advancing your mission. Right. So if that is a positive attitude, um, I think you can actually see change. Yeah. But... And that yeah. has
1: to start and that has to start at the top.
0: Oh, hands down.
1: So you know, leadership sets the tone for what that looks like. Absolutely. And people will always look to that leader or those mm-hmm. leaders and say, are they embracing and reinforcing these things that we say are important to us? Right. The culture, so right. to speak. They set the tone for the culture. Mm-hmm. If the leader of the organization, the executive director, the CEO, the president, the head of school, whatever it may be isn't reinforcing the importance of that relationship-based fundraising with his or her staff, mm-hmm. then they will never pick up on why that matters. Right. Absolutely. And it will be felt not only internally in the organization, but it will be felt among stakeholders as well, because there'll be that loose uh, sort of careless relationship that mm-hmm. happens with donors. And we all know there's a lot of things that are very tenuous. Right. And one of those is when you start Asking people for money, if it doesn't feel good for them, the experience doesn't check all the boxes for them. We can love that or not. Yeah. It's the reality. If it doesn't do that, then they're questioning, is this something I really want to be a part of? Right. Or they're questioning how much do Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this? So that's important. The leadership sets the tone Mm -hmm. and part of that leadership is also the board. Oh, yeah. The board has to embrace it. And right. we're going to be talking about the board later mm-hmm. in, in a future podcast yeah. and their role in fundraising. But they have to believe in the culture of philanthropy. Right. They have to see themselves as key to that and not just people who say, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'll give my gift to the annual fund and come see me next year. They have to be active participants mm-hmm. in that process yeah. with leadership, with staff.
0: So I mean, what's a good way... To, to get your leaders, if you are the director of development or you're a development associate, mm-hmm. how do you get your leaders to see that maybe there needs to be a culture shift?
1: Yeah. Well, you ask for it. Yeah. I think there's no other way. you got to be bold. So again, I really do believe if you're in a leadership role, you have a responsibility to speak up. Mm-hmm. And if you're chief advancement officer, mm-hmm. chief development officer, whatever your title might be related to fundraising, I think you have a responsibility to make your leader aware of what you need mm. to succeed. Again, because it's not your success. Right. It's the success of the organization. Right. It's the furthering of the mission. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question directly, it's on us as right. the development professional, if you would, to bring it to the attention of our leader. Right. I need your engagement around this right. or I need your time around this. And maybe, you know, there's a, a way to negotiate that. And, and then the other thing is that, you know, helping everyone in the organization realize that they're a part of development.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Every single person is a part of that. And, right. you know, there's so many analogies that we can give there. But you go to, you know, any establishment where you're a consumer of something and the first person you meet sets the tone for how your experience will be with that Right. particular organization. Right. Or it may
0: be the receptionist. It may be, you know, the intake person. It may be person who does carpool. If you're at a school, those people are your ambassadors. They
1: are your ambassadors. They
0: may actually see your donors more than you do.
1: That's right. That's right. And right? so part of, part of the development team, staff, leadership's role is to remind mm-hmm. individuals that they are in that role, that mm-hmm. their role matters. They mm-hmm. set the tone. Again, we're talking about a culture of philanthropy, mm-hmm a culture that lends itself to philanthropy, and right. so those are all important yeah. connection points with with yeah. donors. I
0: think also, like on a, in a regular nonprofit, maybe that has you know specific programs, get the program people involved, mm-hmm. the people that are boots on the ground, some volunteers. They're a part of the culture of philanthropy too. That's right. If they are sharing that they had a great experience volunteering at your warehouse sorting clothes or stocking a food pantry, they're gonna that's gonna exude from them that they're mm-hmm. excited about wanting to do it, and they're gonna tell. Their friends. Hey, that's come right. volunteer with me next time. Or you got to hear about this organization. So bringing external people in, I think, is really helpful to, to shift the culture, um, again, towards that transformational type of relationship that we want to see because you're bringing more people into it.
1: That's right. It's so, not a sole responsibility. So we're talking, have been talking about the internal focus of that. Right. But let's talk about the external. Yeah. Because that's an important piece, too, in terms right. of making connections.
0: Absolutely. I think the biggest piece there is you have to be able to show people what you've done. Mm. I think sometimes it's easy for a nonprofit to say, we're doing good work. We're doing good work in the world, right? But you got to show like, well, here's why we have to do it. And then here's what your gifts have done. Right. Opposed to just, we had another great year, right? An annual report is good because you need to show statistics, right? People want to see that. You want to see that you're being fiscally responsible as an organization, but you need to be able to celebrate with mm-hmm. your community and show them what their gifts have have done.
1: Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because often annual report is just, we're accounting and here are the numbers. Yeah. And you overwhelm people with numbers, but it's the story, it's, it's, it's exactly. the impact.
0: It is the story. And I think yeah. the biggest piece is that if, if your community and your donors, so even your, your whole universe, right? Anyone who may know of you, mm-hmm. if they start hearing good things about you in the community and the thing that they're hearing is, hey, I made my gift to them and they actually did what they said they were going to do with it. That's right. That is the best, you know, review or credibility that you could get. And so because if there's one thing that we know is true when we're talking about giving, especially annual giving and a donor cycle, yeah, what happens every year? You're going to ask again. That's right. You're going to ask again next year. It's cyclical. We know that, right? So why not have those people be a part of the whole process? Mm-hmm. Have your donors, have your community be part of your culture mm-hmm. to show that you are good stewards of, of the gifts that you're receiving. Um, ask them questions. How do they like to be communicated with? How do they like to give? Mm-hmm. Do they like the way they're thanked? Get your people that are part of the, what you would, might think is the external part of your culture right. to help shift the culture um, of the whole organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times people talk about donor fatigue, and we can do an entire podcast on donor fatigue. For sure. Right? Or maybe more. Is people sometimes think that donor fatigue means, oh, you've asked me, and you've asked me, and you've asked me, you're nickel and diming me, and I'm done.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't, maybe call me crazy, I don't think that's right. I think donor fatigue means I'm underwhelmed.
1: There you go. I gave 100% you 100% agree.
0: And you didn't show me that you used it. You just you know, sent me an acknowledgement letter or said, thank you. And that was it. I want to know that my gift is making a difference because I want to be a part of an organization where I see that. If I can't see it, how do I know, right? If I get the inner report and I just see a, a, what a a bar graph or a pie chart, I don't really know what my gift is doing. So, you know, I think, again, like I said, we could talk about this forever. Mm -hmm. I think being clear about who's on the team, what your story is, what your message is, um, is really, is really, really important. Um, so so what do you think that the key takeaways, Angel, that we talked about today? I know we always want to leave people with a couple of things that um, that they can go talk to their colleagues about, share with your board. When it's talking about, if I, if my charge is, you need to shift our culture, Yeah, we need a culture of philanthropy, mm-hmm. what are some key things that you think would be helpful?
1: So I think one of those, and, and really it's an encouragement uh, for our friends out there that are doing this kind of work day in and day out, is bring other members of your staff who are outside of the development team mm. into this. Right. Help them understand the importance and appreciate the importance of development. Yeah. And one of the ways to do that is, you know, I remember having um, individuals on our team at our school who were not in the development office, but they were program owners, so to speak, maybe a fine arts director or, or an athletic director. And when we could help them do fundraising for their particular program in in a way that felt good for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. they became believers right they became uh, convinced that it is about relationships and so bringing them in I think is one of the takeaways mm-hmm. is help everyone feel like they're a part of mm-hmm. the advancement or the development plan I think focusing on the mission right. remind yourself of that all the time and yeah. I one of the things we talk about is when you plan an event be intentional about doing an in, an audit, if you would, and ask yourself the question, where during the event are we highlighting the why? Mm. Not of the event, right, but of the mission. Of the
0: mission. If it's well, just
1: about golf, yeah. people can play golf anywhere. And they probably could play a better round of golf somewhere else. right? right. But this is your opportunity to be in front of a group of people and cast vision mm-hmm. and talk about what they're helping make mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. So focus on mission. I think, I think that matters. Yeah.
0: With, with anything, not just an event. I mean, anything. Make sure everything you're doing is mission centric. Mm-hmm. If, if even just the the letter you're writing is it tied back to the mission? The social media post you're putting out there is it tied to your mission? Exactly. Right. The video you're making with the kids, if you're you know at a at a shelter and you're doing a volunteer day, like is it actually mission centric or is mm-hmm. it about something else? That's yeah. right. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: So so yeah. bringing members in help them feel they're a part of the team, focus on the mission. I'd say another one is steward the donors right? and do it really well. right? And and make sure that you're paying attention to them, that Mm. you're asking them well, that you're courteous to them, that you're thanking them well, that you're engaging with them more when you're not asking for something than when you are asking for something. That is crucial.
0: You mentioned this before, that thanking is more important than asking
1: absolutely because you
0: know you're gonna have to ask again and if they're underwhelmed in the way they're thanked again that's where we get back to the donor fatigue
1: yeah and and i would say the last one is what we started with and what Mm. we always talk about and that would be relationships oh
0: absolutely i mean Uh,
1: that that's the foundation yeah
0: that's the key i think culture is all about people and if you have the right people telling the right story to the right people. Um, They're going to be a part of it,
1: and culture can actually shift. That's right. We can
0: see this happen. We've seen it happen with organizations. Mm -hmm. They bring in a program staff to say, "Hey, can you share with these donors actually what you're doing?" You know, say it's a um, a a therapy um, organization, and they're talking about, you know, a story that they had. Yeah, they tell that better than I can tell it.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: Or you have a teacher who says, "I saw this kid who could not write, and by the end of the year, they could write." Like those are stories that are so impactful, and they come if we bring people in. That's right. So I, This you is so great. empower them
1: to, f- to feel like yeah. they made a difference.
0: I love it. So, serious, we're going to do more on culture of philanthropy, um, guys, for sure, because mm-hmm. we can go deeper into what does it mean <laughs> to be transparent? What does it mean to, you know, to, in your audit, you mentioned audit and events. We can do that with everything we do. So, more to come on um, how you build a culture of philanthropy, how you <laughs> shift it. Um, but I think this is so important. And thank you guys so much for joining us today. And Angel, thanks for your time. Well,
1: this has been great, Lacey. Awesome. And, and For our friends out there, we hope that this has been helpful. Again, reminders of things that you already know, but maybe it's just an encouragement that we hear you, we know what you're doing, and we want to be a resource to you uh, as you work really, really hard to do the very important work of building a culture of philanthropy within your organization.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Mission Advancement Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at missionadvancement.com for additional content. And never forget that your hard work in nonprofit is changing lives every day. Keep funding your missions for good. We'll see you next time.